Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Rick Rupenthal. He's a retired paramedic with over 30 years of service, and now he's a mental health educator, transformative coach and mentor, and a certified change practitioner. When it comes to our mental well-being and peace of mind, there is only one problem. Psychologically, we get caught up in the content of our thinking, and we get lost in it. Rick's mission is to bring hope to all military and first responding personnel who are suffering or not coping well by introducing a non-prescriptive mental health understanding called the three principle understanding this understanding has remarkable results in offering well-being peace of mind and resilience to those suffering from diagnostic labels mental distress to include ptsd ladies and gentlemen join me for a beautiful conversation with colleague and friend welcome to today's episode i'm here with colleague and friend rick rupenthal how you doing man I'm wonderful. I, uh, I was just, you know, as I was waiting, I, it kind of felt like I've been invited to the adult table. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope I have no clue how you got that from me, my friend, because I'm, (laughs) I am still at the kitty table. I often (laughs) laugh about it with, uh, you know, a cousin because before my grandparents died, she actually got to move from the kitty table to the adult table for Sunday dinner. Yeah, I was just so mad. Like, and now we're all both grown. I still pick with her about that. It's like, and she'll always pick with me when I come, you know, I go to visit. She'll be like, still at the kitty table. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so we still at the kitty table, but we're going to have a good time like we're at the adult table. How about that? You betcha. You betcha. Mm. Well, Rick, man, I'm, I'm really excited um, because there's so much to you in a sense, like so many, so many different things you've done. Uh, which is probably where Port Hats probably originated from, I'm assuming. But before we even get into talking about all that you've done, kind of just take me back a little bit about Rick himself and just share with share with the audience, like, who are who would you say Rick is today, you know, from from starting back then? Uh, uh, <laughs> um, that's a good question, Rob, because. In my soul. I don't think I've changed very much, mm. but I know, I know my relationship with life has immensely. My relationship with the stuff that goes on and, you know, the, what we call circumstances being so much caught up in circumstances earlier in my life, um, being, you know, being a victim, you know, playing that really hard, um, you know, to the point where that seemed the only way to get anything done was to, 
you know, kind of a thing to manipulate. Um, and, and now it's, um, and, and this is, it's not just now, uh, you know, um, I had a, I had a bit of a, a revelation and a, tra- a, a, a transformational switch back in 1983 when I did a workshop um, that my mother took me to. And uh, at one time we were going to do it together. And she said, um, she said after, after the introduction and all that other kind of stuff, she said, no, this one's for you. <laughs> I says, aren't you going to do it with me? No, it's for you. <laughs> it was life changing. Like it, it, it was, it was, it really realized, you know, for me that I wasn't a victim and that circumstances and, and, you know, and, and, and it wasn't the three principles, but, but it, but there was a lot of similarities and relationships to it. And, and, and from that point on, that was my big turning point. That's when I started to flow with life more often <laughs> kind of thing. And how old were you at this point? Uh, 20, I was about almost 30. Okay. So if a young adult, you yes. know, coming out of young adulthood, starting yeah. to wake up to there could be something more. Yeah. And, and, at, and at that point, I was... My life would was if you were to sort of look back at it from a scripting point of view, it was in constant turmoil, constant okay. change. My dad uh, or my parents, um, we would move like every couple of years in the, in the city, but the city in in I grew up in Winnipeg, uh, right in the heart of uh, Canada, in the middle of Canada. My dad would buy a house, fix it up, and we'd move. And the move often uh, came with a, a new school. So I was always the new kid. So every couple of years, I was the new kid, you know, and, and I could remember walking into the classrooms because a lot of times it was never at the start of the school year. It was right in the middle of the school year. So everybody already had all their friends and the groups and we're all, all being taken care of. And I would walk in and say, oh, ladies and gentlemen, here's, here's our new student, right? So I, I always had this, you know, uh, sort of this transition of that I would be the you know, uh, the highlight and, and kind of feel really awkward about that. And it's funny, like that we had a big move across. I live in the West coast of Canada right now on Vancouver Island, just, well, I can see salt spring from where I went. So, uh, just to give people a relationship to where I am, you know, even that, that habit has continued even in my adult life. Um, although I'm a lot more stable now, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it, for my family and cause, cause it was hard, it, you know, and I raised four girls and I knew what it was like to be that new guy every, every couple of years. And I was an introvert. Like I was very, very shy, you know, and I went through all the other things that most people do, you know, I was bullied, you know, my last name didn't quite fit in with the, with the locals, cultural differences, religious differences all these different things. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and so many people have experienced that, but I thought I was alone. Like I thought I was the only one experiencing all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where the victim piece came in and, and the woe is me and isolation and feelings like I want to run away. And, and uh, I didn't even think 
these were my parents after, you know, kind of a thing, you know, like there's a lot of things like, like, like weird stuff. Right. But I, but you find out talking with others that there's so much similarities in people's lives around that. Right. And I've heard your story and, you know, sure the locations and, and various other things are, are, are different in that regard, but the thinking and the feelings and the, um, conclusions and beliefs that we came up with are all very similar, right? I'm not enough. The world's after me, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. I remember, I remember a, an experience I had that made that so, so vivid for me. And, um, it was, I love watching movies that have anything to do with protection in it. Cause I want to see how much of it is Hollywood and how much of it is real tactics, you know? Yes. And so, um, Jamie Foxx and I think his name is Channing Tatum played in a movie white house down where Jamie Foxx played the president and secret service and terrorist organization. And they saved the day. And then there was another movie with Gerard Butler in it called Olympus has fallen. Mm. same plot of the movie i mean the whole movie plot is the same mm. totally different characters language is different scenery is different but the exact same plot and it was like oh wait i can't stop thinking of jamie fox and you know like i can't stop thinking about their movie because this is so similar and it was but it, again totally different feel of a movie but the exact same plot and it was just it was mind-blowing to me and that's when i was like oh that's the different realities mm -hmm. like it's all the same yeah it just looks totally different yeah so when when this guy felt threatened that was when he felt threatened he just said something different than what this guy said when they when it was like whoa the fact of we're all the same going through feeling these same things again the characters may be different you know mm -hmm. we don't have the same parents but we got the same you know issues i thought that. we were you just <laughs> called me brother i thought <laughs> well yeah. i do which it makes a lot of sense from what you were saying this this thing that jumped out to me that i was alluding to before we even start recording was when i was looking at your your stuff online i don't know why it jumped out to me but it was these two pictures and um one both pictures you were smiling in but one seemed like a totally different smile than the other <laughs> you actually and i could tell by the second picture you're older physically but your face looks much younger yeah and so i just want you to kind of talk to me about those two pictures you know maybe where you were in life and what was going on well um so the thing about smiling when i was Oh man, it, it, I think I was before I was a teenager, somewhere around 10, 12, 12 years old, maybe 13, I can't remember. Anyways, we were playing in on a in a park and um uh on a teeter totter, you know those things that go up and down? The seesaw, yeah. It's, yeah, you call them the seesaws, yeah. Uh, yeah the I, I said that like it's the universe and I no, the seesaw. No, Rick, the seesaw. That's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you and you bounce back and forth, right? Yeah. It's like, well, this uh this girl that was on the other side of it decided that she was gonna jump off. Mm. And and at the same I can't remember how anyways, I got hit in the bottom. I got squared jawed and 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 knocked my two front teeth out. Mm. 
and at the, and my parents couldn't really afford um, you know proper caps and things like that. So I had these. Um, I had a silver tooth, so it wasn't white. But when I smiled, it looked like I was missing a tooth. So all through high, uh, junior high and high school, anytime there was a photograph or even a family photograph, um, my parents or the photographer would say, oh, don't, don't smile. You know, and I, and I became very conscious around smiling. And people, <laughs> we were sharing today, somebody had, had said that to me, he says, are you happy? And I go, yeah, well, why aren't you telling your face? And I, and I have, and I've had that said to me so often throughout my life because I am a happy guy inside. I say, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. And he says, well, your face ain't saying it. <laughs> so, so it's funny how that habit unconsciously, you know, kind of creeps in every once in a while. Like, you know, like there's a disconnect between my happiness inside that feeling good and the expression outside sometimes yeah. don't match up. And somebody taps me on the shoulder and say, Hey, you know, so, um, yeah, th those were two uh, uh, really different times. And, and, I, and thanks, thanks for pointing that out because I had to have another look and I go, like, how different are they? And it's like, whoa. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, um, you know, being a first responder, uh, you know, I spent 30 years in the, in, as a paramedic in a very busy center. Um, and it's like, you know, you know, the stories, you see stuff. Um, and things are serious. And I actually, I, I got serious in life. Like, and there was a lot of heaviness and I didn't realize how much more residual heaviness was still in with me until I got coached by Marina. Um, I forget her last name. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, a few weeks ago, um, because I thought I, I thought I was that guy in that second picture. Mm -hmm. Right. With a bigger smile and much younger. And there was some residual heaviness still in there. And, and, and um, yeah, like I, yeah, life was serious, man. <laughs> it was like, Oh, I get it. No, I, I addressed it. I, um, I had caps as well. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So I had about six though, my whole front. So it was no, every time I talk, you had, I'll see if I can find a picture of it. But yeah, I was a bad kid. It was a horrible, horrible kid from what my, you know, the stories say. But I do remember, though, my don't smile. And mine was was around a sense of um, false uh, masculinity. Oh. Only punks smile. You got oh. nothing to be smiling about. Okay. People think you're a sucker if you smile. They'll take advantage of you. You need to have a hard exterior face living around here so don't nobody try you. Mm -hmm. So it became this, this shell and mouse game of poker face, so to speak. If yeah. I look meaner than you, then you would think all the way through through the fight. I'm hoping you don't punch me though, because we never got to that part, right? Is I'm hoping you would, I would scare you enough with my frown that you would leave me alone. So that's what my non-smiling hat had came from prior to you know coming into the military and things like that. So I too had a conditioning around it. Well, it, and, and, and I didn't realize how tense my jaw was at the time. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like, like, I thought, I just thought that was normal. Like, you know, and then, and then all of a sudden just to have everything lifted, mm -hmm. that heaviness just lifted away. It's like, like my jaw just dropped, yeah. you know, like, and, 
and I could feel the relaxing to, yeah. to it, you know, and, and that's, that, that was the transformation. I just started to relax into life and, and just go with the flow a bit, right? Just, you know, um, you know, like everything, it's never, you know, I, I caught myself in a few back eddies here and there, you know, kind of a thing. And it's like, what the hell am I doing here? Or, or I'm sitting on the bank watching life go by, you know, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, no, I, that, that was the biggest significant physical change that I noticed. Mm-hmm. Was that before, after your first insight? Or that coming was, across? No, that was my first, my first insight in 80. Oh, that was the first one. Okay. Go ahead. First, Tell me about that. Up to that, like I said, like, it was in the middle of the night after the, after, you know, sort of like in between the, this, this workshop, it, it was one of those all day, very intensive type of workshops. And in the middle of the night, I, I just had this awakening about that. It has nothing to do with circumstances. It had everything to do with my thinking, you know, about, about that, that, you know, I had that first glimpse of the inside out experience as opposed to being, you know, having everything being done onto me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, you know, I was, it was almost like, I felt like I was tripping, you know, it's like, wow, these are like the, my fingers are <laughs> this movement to them. And, and then that's when I noticed, I said, but my, it's like my jaw just freed up. Yeah. It's almost like I had lock jaw. Yeah. And and I never looked back after that point. I can't even remember when my jaw ever felt tight again. Yeah. And, you know, and I've had pretty intense moments, like, you know, tense experiences being a paramedic and, 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 and other things in my life. But, but even then to be able to relax back into, okay, you know, um, what I love about the three principles is, is that it, it gave me the, it, I'm going to coin from Sid Banks, it was the missing link. Yeah. And I had, I had a bit of an understanding and, a, and, a, and an experience of that guidance and saying yes to the guidance. Um, because I, I didn't look to be a paramedic. That wasn't on my bucket list. I had, a, I had an uncle that was in the fire department and that kind of looked interesting. But I actually wanted to go into business. I wanted to be in commerce. I wanted to, you know, um, own a department store kind of a thing. I don't know why. It just felt cool. <laughs> but I, I was asked twice to be, you know, if I wanted to be a paramedic. Um, a couple of years apart in two different parts of the province. And the second time I thought the second time was after I had my experience. Okay. And so I started to look at all these different nudges as opportunities. And I started to say yes more to them mm. than trying to analyze and figure out. And so when I heard it the second time, I thought, well, maybe I should pay attention. Maybe this is something I should look into. So I said, well, what's the next step? And he says, well, you got to do the training and you got to do this. And all that. My very first call, Rob, was an elderly lady and you know, you do the training calls and things like that, you know, and you're always the third in as, as part of a pairing. Cause we always worked in pairs. The guy that was training me said, okay, this one's yours. This patient's yours. Cause I, w- I had just been observing at that point. And 
So I, I walked up to the lady and I got down on my knees because, you know, she was sitting down and I wanted to be eye level with her. And I reached over to take her radial pulse. And the minute I touched her, there was something that shifted in me that said, this is what I need to be doing. This is what I needed to be doing. Like, it just felt so right. And I never looked back. I never looked back. I, I every, every, it was one of those careers where every day was so different. It was like, okay, so what's next? And I saw miracles and trauma and all that other kind of stuff. But there was something interesting that I learned through that process was that not everybody had the same experience as I did. As a matter of fact, there was a lot of people that had really terrible experiences. Um, there were people that hated the job and I could never understand why, why would you hate this? You know, it's like the things that we do and the people we see and um, we had no bosses, <laughs> you know, like they sat in an ivory tower someplace and <laughs> you never saw them unless something actually really went wrong. Yeah. But, but, you know, your office was the ambulance, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, and it, and it, and it kind of troubled me. And the only thing that I could attribute to why I was having, and I'll call it thriving, um, because I was, and never got caught up in the trauma trauma was that initial understanding of where my experiences come from. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I left the service, I wanted to contribute back more into, into it. I wanted to, you know, look at some training development and, and um, you know, and go and give back because at that time there was no such thing as post-traumatic stress. I mean, they talked about burnout. Yeah. Talked about being toast or shell shock, you know, whatever. Yeah. All, we wanted. yeah all the other terms before yeah. we came, came up with this one. And, wow. and it was like, suck it up do the next call. There's always a call holding like, I, you know, in Vancouver, um, you never got a break unless you dropped an anchor in the hospital and said, look, I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. It's like that. Man. <laughs> but that then that makes, man, this is, it's almost like your life has just been a line to lay out because I have to ask the question just because I want to talk about it, but it makes perfect sense how you got to the Unbroken Hero Project. I mean, giving what you just expressed, but I'm going to ask anyway. <laughs> talk to me about the Unbroken Hero Project, which <laughs> you've been talking to me about for about 30 minutes now. You know? <laughs> but it, I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because so when I so I didn't leave on my accord. Mm, I didn't okay. leave on my terms. Okay. Um, we were, we were, uh, without getting into the history of how the ambulance services run in our province, we were sort of, we had a corporate takeover. So there was a new management team that was running in. And at that, at, at the end of my career, I, I actually had, had taken, I had said yes to a lot of different promotions and got into, uh, the training department where I was actually training paramedics at the end, um, and, and, and managing our department. So when their management came in, they basically pushed all of us out. They wanted to bring their manage management in. And I found myself basically on the street um, 
with no job, particularly the one that I woke up every morning looking forward to going to, um, that was my calling. You know, it's like, it's like, holy moly. It's like, but you know what? It felt in some ways freeing because, because there was a possibility now. And I said to myself, well, what, what can I do now? What, what, what could I do? Yeah, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. you keep asking questions like that. You're going to get answers, right? I know that's right. Yep. <laughs> and um, so I was lucky enough to get, a, get, get some coaching. I've always been interested in, because I, uh, they, um, they gave us a little bit of coaching training in the, just towards the end, because they wanted to bring all the leadership uh, to more of a coaching style leadership rather than, you know, you do this, you do that kind of a thing. Um, and so that attracted me. There was a lot of similarities that I was starting to hear from earlier workshops and things like that. And so I started seeking ways of building a program and, and we both share an influence by the name of Michael Neal. Um, cause I was putting together my slide deck and then I saw his video, uh, why aren't we awesomer? And I thought, it's a great title. Like, why aren't we right? And he asked, you know, he says like with all the help we have out there, why mm -hmm. aren't we doing better watching his slideshow? And he was showing the same slides that I was. And I wow. said, okay, <laughs> I had to check the date on that. Okay. What came first, Michael Neal or, or Rick Rubenthal? <laughs> 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 but it, but I just, it was awakening in the sense of, okay, I'm onto something. Yeah. And then he, then he started dropping names. And of course, I'm writing them all down. And I want to be a good teacher. And so I, I wanted to, you know, like, okay, like, if he's gotten something from Sid Banks, I want to know more about Sid Banks. I got into his teaching, I got read all of Michael's books, did some of his workshops, and, and really immersed myself into this three principles. What I felt strange about it was, I was looking for techniques. Because I, I had some formal training about coaching and, and kind of an understanding of what coaching is. Because they even gave me, you know, a big book on questions. <laughs> what, to, what, to, what to ask clients, right? So I kept listening and listening and listening, even to your intensive. Like, I'm listening and listening. I said, where's the techniques? Where's the techniques? And I could never find any. And that was, that was so unique about the program. And then to realize that it wasn't a technique, it's an understanding. That's it's right. all an understanding. Yeah. And it was, it was the weirdest experiences. And then everything started to really align with, wow, this is where I am supposed to be. Like this all, like, you know, if I trace the breadcrumbs all the way back, when I looked at them at the time, they looked like circumstances trying to do something to me. I, I'm in a perfect career and then I lose the career. Yeah. I get cancer. I get, uh, my parents get sick, you know, and all these different things I, that I, I kept saying, I want to do this. I have my plan. I want to do this. Realizing that all that other stuff was my life. And, and I think it was Michael Neal that said it, wouldn't it be a shame to have a wonderful life and not notice it? And I realized that everything that was happened to me from the past and in the present is my wonderful life. 
and and uh, yeah, just it's like many miracles. Like like you just fall, you fall in love with life again. Love that. I I definitely say that. I've only been saying it for a couple of years now, but man, do I love being alive. Absolutely. Like I love being human. Yeah. And I think that's what resonates with me so much about the, the, the project because the bringing the well-being, the mental well-being to those that have served in the military, you know, fire, police, and the medical is because we go out and see some of the, what we would call to be very bad things and, and we bring that back home. And if we don't have a peace of mind or freedom to, to see something else, then before long, we're done. Yep. And it's like, it's something to the health of the healer. Right. Is this the next, you know, you, you, you go to the next trauma call and it's like, and not every ambulance calls a trauma call, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That, which is, a, that's good. That's right. Because not every deployment has gunfights and every time, like Absolutely. it's, yes. Yeah, so like but there, the one makes such an impact to so many people. That's the narrative we continue. Yeah, absolutely. I like that you made that that distinction. That's true. Not every time you go out. Yeah, I like that distinction. Thank you for that. Yeah, because yeah. even very subtly, I was thinking it. Well, if, if from a Hollywood point of view. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've done their job very well. <laughs> like their day starts with bridges falling down and, and, and you know, and. <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, Rick, do me a favor, sir. All right. Tell the people where they can find you and then just share more of your heart with us. I, I think I think the community really got a, a good sense and an idea of who you are. And I, I know they're going to love you like I do. But, you know, if you had anything else in there to share with us, one more marble to spit out at us. You can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram. I have the Four Hats coaching website. And the one I'm most proud of uh, is the Unbroken Hero Project. And there's an Instagram account there and a website. So you can link, there's lots of contact information, lots of links and various other things that you can get from there. So Sid, one thing that resonated me deeply with what, when Sid said, go live your life. Okay. And and I took it like, you know, at first I thought, like, what do you mean? Like, go live your life, like just drop everything and just kind of go live your life kind of a thing. And I kind of heard it slightly different in the sense of we all are given a life. Like we're all given a life. And then we like taking a twist on Jack Pransky's, we talk ourselves out of it. We talk ourselves away from, from the flow. And when we say yes more to that gentle, quiet voice that speaks to us in silence, and we say yes to that, we're saying yes to life. And I believe that's what he was pointing to when he says, go live your life. Is get into that. Say yes to it. Say yes more often. Like it's always there, even if you don't. But when you notice that you're not, just drop back into it. Just drop back into it. So it's really say yes to life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. 
For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.